Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline and welcome back to the show. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service, where services are specially. Visit abesdoor.ca. Hello, Elliot. How you doing? Wait a second. I lost headliner status to Craig Conroy. Yeah. That is a joke. That is, that a, is a joke. Do you know what's crazy? Do you know what today is the anniversary of? A year ago today, you uh, know what happened? What, you guys knocked out the Flames? Yes. Can you believe? Oh, yes. Yeah, you're you're a smart dude. You know that. Uh, well, put it this way, Bob. If I knew you were going to bring up something, it was going to be something like that. Well, what, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about lots of different things. But the only here's where I'm going with it. They have. It is crazy to think how altering that has been for the Flames organization since the Oilers, yeah. you know, st- I mean, Elliot, it was 3-1 in game two of that series for Calgary, and the Oilers yep. outscored the Flames 17-8 to the rest of the way and swept them uh, in the final four games, and it completely changed, uh, you know, the entire Flames organization in the next calendar year. It's nuts. I hope you I hope you bring all of that up in the interview. I'm yeah, I've already to- pre-taped the interview. I can 100% tell you I didn't bring any of that up. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I will tell you this. I think they made the right decision staying internal because I think they actually have got a they've had a good organization. They've got challenges. They got to get yeah. a new building. But man, they've had good teams. Like they finished ahead of Florida in the regular season. Like Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So No, go go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. All right. You know what I'm like it is it is pretty crazy when you think about it. How much has changed there? Yeah, and you know, um, it, it's I was talking about this uh, about Kachuk, and there was uh, I, I had talked to uh, like th- during this year, I, I talked to one of the Oilers uh, players about you know that series and the whole Kachuk thing and everything, and like one of the things the, uh, the one of the players said to me was how Kane took Kachuk out of that series. Yes, he did. And and like they kind of talked about how that was a they kind of talked about how that was a big change in that series. Like early on, uh, Kachuk kind of taunted Kane a little bit. Leave this to me, and I will take care of it. And you know that's basically what happened. Bob is that that occurred. Like Kane kind of 
took on Kachuk and knocked him out, and the series was never the same. And now this year, you look at Kachuk, you know, he's he's learned from the experience. Like, there are very few players like him, but nobody is taking him out of the playoffs right now. Like, he is dictating what happens. Nobody is telling Matthew Kachuk, like, this is how it's going to go, or this is how you're going to play. Yeah. No, it just, I, I would love to know. All, actually, I, I do know some of the stuff that got said, and I got no problem with it. That's all part of uh, warfare that occurs. And, and Kachuk had hurt his hand in the fight earlier against Dallas. All right, so uh, let's, uh, let's get to around the league. So Craig Conroy is, uh, and we're going to have him on the show a little bit later on. Who's your best bet that goes in there as head coach for the Flames? What are you hearing in that regard? I, I think it's a little bit early. I think they're just beginning their process. Like one of the things I know that they did, Bob, was they called they called Peter Laviolette, I heard, and said, like, would you have any interest in this? Hmm. So I think the first thing they were kind of doing was, okay, well, let's reach out to everybody who we know is out there and gauge their interest. So I, so I think like the one thing is, and I've talked about this a lot, they have to figure out the internal coaches, Mitch Love, Ryan Huska, Kirk Muller. Yes. Like I think Kirk Muller, if you include Calgary, I think he's had at least three interviews. So love him. Uh, like, Great I guy. Think in, so I think in some of these situations, like especially when it comes to a guy like Mitch Love, who's been AHL Coach of the Year, as an organization now, you have to decide, is he our guy or not? Right. So I think there's that. I think also, you know, Gallant's been named to it. I, like, I think Andrew Burnett, I think he's also been interviewed about by about three or four teams here. Uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if he gets one of these. I think the whole Huberto connection is is very real. That's something they're going to talk about. And I think Travis Green is someone they're going to talk to, too. But I think it's a pretty wide mix uh, for the Flames in terms of who they're going to be talking to. But the one that I thought was most intriguing was I heard they reached out to Laviolette to gauge his interest. Well, as uh, Oiler fans know, unfortunately, he has a Stanley Cup, and that was back in 06 against Edmonton. We're joined by Elliot Friedman for Abe's Door Service. All right, so the former GM of Calgary, who I think we both think did a pretty good job there, uh, all things considered, uh, he uh, was in, apparently in Toronto yesterday. Is Brad Trey living at this stage... How wide of a net have the Maple Leafs and Brendan Shanahan cast for that position as GM? And is Trey Living at the top of that list? Well, I, I, he was here. There's no question about that. He was here. And uh, I think they talked to him. Um, I don't know where, like, I think from the moment they realized that they were going to have to make a change. If Tree Living wasn't at the top of their list, he was very high on it. Uh, I said today that I think that Botterill is another one they're going to talk to. I think Bergevin and Shirelli are others. I think there's going to be more. Um, I think the biggest question here, uh, Bob, is... How long does how much runway does Toronto feel they need they have here? Uh, you know, the, the, we're basically you know July first is is thirty five days away. Uh, they've got some big decisions they've got to make, and I, I the, to me the only question about the Maple Leafs is their own internal timeline as to how long they have to have until someone's in. But I think Tree Living, I, I think I'm pretty sure Tree Living was here this. We have a drop there for a second. So um, keep going. Tree living. Yep. Tree li- sorry about that, Bob. 
Tree Living was here this week, um, and and I think and I think that until like I think he's a very serious contender for the job, very serious contender. I think he does a, an, an excellent job. I think Calgary had a real good farm team. They have an identity. Frankly, an identity in the competitiveness of what they're looking for as players that I think could help the Maple Leafs organization. And I know Brad places a real great emphasis on that. Um, you know, Bob, I think the most fascinating thing about about Tree Living potentially, uh, or, or Tree Living's candidacy, is that, you know, in Calgary, what did Conroy talk about this week at his media conference? Like, we're not doing that again, what we went through with Goudreau and Kachuk. And Toronto's got some big decisions they yes. have to make or yes. some big contracts that are going into their last year. So to me, the most fascinating question about all of that is, like, what does Tree Living say about what they learned, about what their process was like, and what he would do differently if he was faced with that again? We're joined right now by Elliot Friedman. Elliot, uh, what is going on with the Ottawa ownership situation at this time? What have you heard in that regard? Well, I, I think that uh, I, I heard there was some movement last night. Like I had someone tell me last night they thought that there was going to be a bidder selected last night. Obviously, that hasn't happened, and we still don't have any clarity today. Um, the thing I've been told, Bob, there is that you know they got four bids in, and they like people said to me like you guys want this to be quick. Like these things are complicated, and it's not only about who bids the most. And we believe that Apostolopoulos was the was the big bidder but then they go through and they say okay um how does your financing work how does your ownership structure work how many people are in it who owns what but the other thing they talk about is who has the most equity in their ownership and who has the most debt and they kind of go back and forth on these things and also they go back and forth between them and say well this this person is um you know, to $20 million ahead of you. Do you want to, do you want to fix that? Or they say this person's debt to equity ratio is X percent. It's better than yours. Do you want to fix that? And that's why I think it's not as simple as taking the high bid and going from there. So I, I think what we've got here, Bob, is they're going through that. And I, like, I think we're getting closer. I do. The thing that's been a real big challenge for this, Bob, is that I don't know if I've ever seen an ownership uh, change that was as public as this one. Like, they've lost control of the whole thing. So people are like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. When in most cases, I don't think they would ever know this. But I, I think we're getting close. And um, I like. I don't want to guess, Bob. Like it's just this one's been so much changed back and forth. I have my theory on who it is, but I'm not. I'm not guessing. I'm not putting it out there. Yet. Yeah. Now I noticed the Kimmel brothers went. One of them went to Harvard or to Harvard to Western Ontario, maybe two. Do you have those guys on speed dial? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Bob. I'm not going to reveal any sources or not sources. That's that's a really bad idea. I don't talk to anybody relevant, Elliot. You know that. So I'm so far down yeah, the food. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that they're at Western. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Elliot knows them. All right. Uh, well, you know they're geniuses, right? You know they're geniuses. Oh, they got if they if they go if they went to Western Ontario, they got to be really smart. You know that. Yes. You yes. Know, I mean, I mean, we have one person running for uh, political leadership in this party. Uh, uh, one of the two political leaders went to the U of A. 
And I will tell you right now, I'm not saying who to vote for, but the guys that went to school with her thought she was really damn smart. So I know a bunch of them because they're a little bit older than me, and they're like, Bob, she was smart. So I'm not saying who that is. You can figure that out. All right, Elliot. Uh, so New York Rangers need a coach. Uh, yeah. Could Patrick Waugh, who's at the Memorial Cup this weekend, could he potentially be in the mix there? I wouldn't be surprised if they've talked to him. Um, like, I'll go through, like, the range. Like, Laviolette, I think, has been interviewed. I think Columbus was really interested in Laviolette, and I think the Rangers are too. Um, you know, Larry Brooks has reported a couple times he doesn't believe they're in on Quenville. I think Laviolette is uh, definitely on their radar. I think they've tried to figure out you know, is Laviolette, how serious is he on Columbus's radar? You know, Babcock, I had people told me they were interested. I had people who told me they weren't. I had people who told me that Babcock didn't think that was a good fit for him. People still mention his name out there, but like I've been led to believe that was unlikely, but you never know at this time of year, so many things get tossed around. I know they've talked to Carberry. They've had permission to talk to Leach. I don't know if they've talked to him. I have no doubt they've talked to Knobloch. I think they're getting closer, but I, I wouldn't want to handicap it at this time. Washington, I think a lot of us believe that Carberry is the favorite there. They're going to talk to Halpern. They're going to talk to Todd Nelson. They've interviewed Brad Shaw. Anaheim's interviewed a bunch of people. Um, I don't think Pat Verbeek is close yet. Columbus, they've interviewed Laviolette. I think they've interviewed Kirk Muller. I think they've interviewed Brunette. Uh, I think they've talked to Pascal Vincent, who's already there. I'm sure there's more. Like, I'll tell you this. I, I think they definitely had some interest in Babcock. But, I, I, again, I've had people who told me they don't think that's going to happen. I have other people tell me he's still in it. I, I thought Columbus was going to be first. Now I'm not so sure. Wow. And people have told me that they think the Rangers might end up being first. So it's a little crazy. And still, still, we have no clarity on Sheldon Keefe yet. And... You know, like, that's the thing. Like, Keith has apparently been told, um, you know, that it'll be up to the new GM. So I think some people are wondering here, what's the possibility that Keith ends up on the market? And the other one I should mention, I should mention is Nashville. Like, I think Barry Trotz has looked at other options. They haven't made any announcement yet. But I think at the very least, he's talked to other candidates. And Nashville finished, uh, we talked about the fact that Calgary finished 16th in the league, Florida 17th. Nashville was 18th, a point behind Florida. Like that, it just shows you. Yeah. And Gary wanted pair, well, he doesn't like competitive balance. He, he's gotten some competitive balance in his league. I, I got to ask you uh, about two, two more situations. So I'll start with Columbus. They have the number three overall pick. Could you see them dangling that pick to get a, a, a player who they can get signed to a long term deal that might be in an experience? Uh, what do you think? Or do you think those, they're going to make that pick? I, like, well, you know what? Like, uh, like right now, um, Kekalainen, he's at he was at the Worlds. Like you saw Carlson there, right? Yep. Like if, if you think the draft, if you think the draft, Bob is going to go Bedard one, Fantilli two. Like that Carlson kid, you're going to pass that up? Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless they think they, I mean, what, like, what like, if they could get I, what I if they could get Linholm? Like, what if they could get Linholm? And get him signed to a uh, 
Yeah, that's fair. I Ellie. don't know. That's like, fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Like, I love Lindholm. I, I think he's a great player. But you know, you're getting a guy who you're going to be paying eight, eight and a half. And I know he's a really good player, but he's a little older. Like when and 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 for example, like it's going to take more than one. Like you get control of that kid Carlson for years. Like yes. Like I know Columbus wants to win, and I think they're going to do some interesting things this off season. That's kind of what I'm hearing, but I don't. I don't think I would do it. I I really don't. Like, like even if you get Fantilli, like you're going to have Fantilli for a long time. They're, these kids, they're 18, 19 years old. You get them through what should be their their prime production years. Like. I don't know, Bob, that I'm doing that. I, right. I, I really don't. I'll ask you one final question. Which Canadian team, Calgary or Winnipeg, they've both got several players either in the last year of their deal or maybe two years left in the year. Which of those two teams is going to ultimately end up more active in the offseason moving players out? Boy, that's or, a great question. Or, or, or will neither team be that active and they'll just, you know, bring no, it back? Like I, like I think with – I think that with Winnipeg – I think Dubois goes. I think there's a chance Shifley goes. Wow. And Hellebuck, I mean, that's going to be up to him. Like, they're going to – Hellebuck's the first guy they're going to try to keep, and you know what? He's going to make that decision. So, like, let's see where that goes. Uh, Calgary, like, I don't think Calgary wants to rebuild. I, I think their goal is to is to keep trying. Um, I think it's going to be up to those players. Like, how many of those guys want to stay? Like, Lindholm, I got to think he's looking for a Bo Horvat kind of deal. Um, Backlund, I, I think if the captaincy is part of this, then I think that's a key part of the negotiation with him. Uh, you know, Tanev, all these guys. <laughs> like, I think Toffoli's happy to stay. I think Tanev is happy to stay. The other guys, I think it comes down. Like, with Calgary, I think it comes down to what does Conroy learn when he talks to these guys? Yeah, absolutely. Elliot, great stuff. Thanks for squeezing us in today. And uh, say hi to Max. How did you know? I know. Been there. <laughs> Have a great day, my yeah, man. Yeah, no, he was great. He was. Thanks great. a lot, Bob. Have a great weekend. You bet. That is Elliot Friedman. It is twelve fifty-two at Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stopper and Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. All season long, the Oilers Now Injury Reports brought to you by our friends, James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. And you never know totally what guys are playing through. We talked a bit about that with Cody Cece. Uh, Vander Kane had a broken uh, finger on the same hand that he'd suffered the severed wrist uh, uh, tendon, so he had a he had a tough go uh, come playoff time. Zach Hyman, as an example, wouldn't even discuss it, uh, but he had a core issue that he was dealing with as well. James H. Brown, personal injury uh, lawyers, it's as simple. Uh, 250 plus uh, years of experience, they're the best. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, that was your Stanley Cup, the victory over Calgary last year. Learn something from Vegas and Florida. Team defense and not scoring wins championships. The Edmonton team has none. They will not win the Cup. That comes to us from Tim in Stoney. We should uh, mark that for a year from now in case Edmonton ends up in the Stanley Cup final. Again, uh, teams... You know, Colorado led the league in goal scoring in 2021 and 22 season. No, in 2021. And they ended up winning the cup the next year. The uh, Remember how upset uh, 
Nathan McKinnon was after they lost. And then last year, Florida went all in, and I mean all in, led the NHL in goals for, traded uh, two number ones to get rentals, Ben Sherratt and uh, Claude Giroux, and then got swept in four straight by the Tampa Bay Lightning in round two. Here they are this year in the Stanley Cup final with, come on, they don't have as good a team. I mean, they got Mark Stahl in their second period. They finished 17th in the regular season, but Barofsky's put up, you know, 950 save percentage over the last two series. Even if you're a critic of the Maple Leafs, I mean, Bobrovsky basically stoned them in the series. In the game six against Edmonton, Aiden Hill, the Oilers got goalied in that game. They had chances to win. It was a 2-2. There were a lot of people out there after Edmonton made it a uh, 2-2 series with a 4-1 victory at home that thought the Oilers were going to take it. And ultimately, it was Vegas. And it frustrates everybody to this day. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, damn, you keep asking Elliot those juvenile questions. I'm bummed out that I forgot to get my bid in on the Ottawa Senators. By the way, Brennan, have you ever... Who is Nico Sparks? Have you ever heard of this guy? Like, is this a generational thing or... I am. Uh, I'm not familiar with him. I do feel like I should be. I feel like I am missing out on something. But no, I'm not sure who he is. Yeah, because uh, you saw Saravalli's report last night that there's some debate into the financial lit- legitimacy and clout behind his bid. Uh, you can text us at the seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, the name at the top of the Toronto Maple Leafs wish list is Steve Eiserman. I wonder if they got enough dollars uh, to have them leave the Detroit Red Wings. Hmm. Is that right, eh? Well, that might make sense given the Shanahan connection. That's a smart guess. By the way, Brendan, I'm going to play skill testing trivia time with you. Can you name which NHL team has the worst record in the league over the last five seasons? The Detroit Red Wings. Really? I would have said Arizona. Detroit as the worst record. Over five years. Over Eisenman's been the GM there for four. In the four years that Ken Holland's been the GM of the Edmonton Oilers, the Oilers have got the eighth best record in the league. Holland took over a 25th place team. in the Since February 10th of uh, 2022, when Jay Woodcroft took over, the Edmonton Oilers have the second best record in the NHL in the regular season.